Welcome to the Transcend Health Podcast, where we aim to entertain, educate, and empower our listeners to move beyond pain and injury. Stay tuned to hear interesting conversations about rehabilitation, movement, strength and fitness, plus lots of advice to get you moving and feeling your best. Listeners to the Transcend Health Podcast. You're here with Ollie Morsley and Duncan White. Welcome, mate. Hey, guys. How you doing? It's good to have you back. I feel like it's been a little while since yeah. you're on a, a potty. Bit of a siesta. A siesta. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually tired all the time, so maybe I need more siestas. Just like, <laughs> just like Baker. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like owner, like pet. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, today's topic is um, all about the core. We're going to be talking mm. about uh, whether our core should be activated and how to activate it and what, what is the core what is the core all of those kinds of things uh, right. so uh, we're going to kick things off with uh, sort of what you would call the core yeah I think this is really tricky because there's not a good definition on it there's not and depending on the person you talk to and the context you're in yeah. uh, the idea of what the core is really changes but I think we can think about it two ways one we could um, name structures that we could determine to be the core, um, they being muscles predominantly, or we could think about the core more as a concept around controlling movement. I think they're two different things. The first is the more common one, and people define it as certain muscle groups, um, which we'll get into, I guess, in a second. And the other one, I think, is more about control which is more of a, a deeper concept about controlling a joint segment um, through a movement in space. Yeah, yeah. Um, something that perhaps most listeners haven't been introduced to, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, that probably sounds really weird and kind of foreign to a lot of people listening, but we might dive into that in a sec. Mm. Do you want to... Do you want me to define some of the muscles that make the core up, or do you want to go into it? Well, I actually did a bit of a research project on this not long ago. Yeah, cool. Um, and so, basically, the evidence about core training and <laughs> what the core is is very inconclusive because, uh, you know, people define the core in such different ways, as we just mentioned. And, there, yeah, traditionally, we try and define muscle groups and what, what what's involved. Uh, you know, there's a lot of discussion about whether, you know, oh, are the glutes part of my core? Are the hamstrings part of my core? Where does it stop? Where does it end? Mm. Uh, and I think, you know, that's... <laughs> Highlights a problem in itself, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, the, the evidence out there is really inconclusive. We can't really define a core. Yep. Um, and so we have to go to the option that we're going to present in a second. Yeah. What do you think layman... So that's that's really good to know that still my understanding of the core is exactly what you said. Yep. And in the last four or five years since I looked at it, it obviously hasn't been nope. updated. It hasn't changed nope. too much. Um. Okay, so lay terms, I'm a patient, yeah. um, and I'm saying to you, my core doesn't work, what do we tend to see patients define it as, or what would they mm. mean it to be? I mean, my, I guess we're a bit biased because we're physiotherapists. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, we sort of have an eye in, in what they think, or yeah. we can ask them, Yeah. and typically it's, you know, the abs at the front, Yeah. the pelvic floor in some people might be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, a muscle that wraps around the whole lot called transverse abdominis. Yep. Um, and maybe the obliques on the side. Yeah. That's usually what people would 
tend to gravitate towards? Yeah, I would say 90%. When I have asked patients, what do you mean by that? Mm. They're usually some formula of those muscle groups. Yeah. A couple of other ones that get thrown in there occasionally, diaphragm. Yep. Some people throw that in there. Multifidus, which is yep. a muscle in the back. Yeah. Um, Generally, people talk about it like a cylinder of muscle around your spine as yeah. being the core. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's the, the general predisposition. But like we said, we usually ask the patient what they mean by it. We get an understanding and then we may or may not change that definition for right, them. Right. Yeah. And, well, I mean, this is all because the patient or the client might come to us with a goal in mind. Yeah. Uh, and they articulate their goal by saying that they're cause weak. That's true. Right? Yeah. Um, which is great, but what that actually means, we've got to work out. 100%. Yeah, <laughs> we, we have to ascertain. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's not as straightforward as that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Well, let's move on to the second concept then, yeah. which was that uh, idea of um, controlling a joint segment yeah, through like a movement or through space. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So what I mean by that, that could be any, theoretically, any joint in the body. It could be the wrist, it could be the spine, mm. it could be the whole spine, part of the spine, the shoulder, whatever. Mm. Um, so you're saying every joint has a core? Yeah, potentially. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. There's, a, there's a concept for you. I knew there was a set of apps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How can you not see them? You're yeah, so they're, they're, they're so it wrist, yeah. honestly. But okay, we'll use that as an example. Um, in uh, sprinting, let's say, um, moving fast uh, with the lower limb um, and controlling the position of the knee through that task mm. um, is really important. It involves many different muscles at many different moments in time during that movement. I feel an analogy coming Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the orchestra one? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, good to one. A, listen to a previous podcast if you want uh, to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about the orchestra. Well, let's, let's, let's not... I mean, that's where you're going, isn't it? It is where I'm going, yeah, yeah. 100%. Oh, well, who, who invented that? Uh, uh, the the credit goes to Mr. Oliver Morsley for that one. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'll take the royalties too. <laughs> well, give us your bloody definition. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, the knee has a lot of muscles, as you mentioned, it's got to do a lot of tasks, accelerating, decelerating, controlling the joint in space, making sure that it doesn't come out, right? There's a lot of complex things going on. Your knees seem simple on the outset, but there's a lot of internal stuff going on. Including ligaments, including um, cartilage structures, including muscles, including X, Y, Z. For sure, for sure. Um, and, And all of that together, characteristically we'd call as a core, right? Yeah. So having a good core to your knee would be able to do all of those things or a variety of those things well. Yeah, yep. Yep. without pain, without feelings of instability, mm-hmm. without, um, and, and be efficient and proficient at sprinting Perfect. in this example. Yep. Yeah. Now you might remember um, on the one of the previous podcasts we talked about, it was Luke and I, and we talked about movements versus muscles. Mm-hmm. And the upshot of that was basically we, unless we're a pro bodybuilder, we shouldn't be thinking about training muscles specifically, mm. um, but thinking about training movements. Mm. Um, and this ties in nicely with this one as well, right? Yeah. If, again, if we think back to the core of our knee, uh, yes, it involves the quads on top, yeah. the muscle on top of your thigh. Um, but in order to improve the function of my knee, we don't just want to train the quads, no. right? We've got to train the movement. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and that might be doing 
strengthening other parts of the muscle around like the hamstrings, the adductors, yeah. even muscles around the hip For because sure. the hip position affects the knee position. Um, like you said before, decelerating and accelerating, so plyometric um, drills and training yeah. to be get more and more proficient at those things. Yeah. Um, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and I guess we'll take it back now then to the core, the trunk. Ah, yes. The spine, because yeah. that's the, the one most people are talking about. The white elephant in the, the room. The white elephant in the room, exactly. Right back to the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and most people who say they want a stronger core generally have some form of long-standing back pain, yeah. I would suggest. The people, they, people who, who think about their core yeah. or ask about core strength. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably because they've been told that in the past. Yeah. Or they've found that in their research or in their talks with other people. Yeah, and there right. was a body of literature that came out in, I think it was the late 90s, uh, maybe early 2000s, uh, around transverse abdominus, oh, yeah. those muscles we just mentioned mm. before, and yeah. how that may affect back pain. Unfortunately, from my understanding, if you have done more research recently and know this, um, feel free to butt me out of the way. Yeah, but no. from my understanding, um, now is it's pretty inconclusive as to how effective it is for, uh, for yeah. back pain in a broad population group, specific population groups, there's uh, potentially some place for it. So it's really interesting, actually, there was, it's just down to one researcher. I think he's Australian. Yeah, it's O'Sullivan, isn't it? Yeah, Peter O'Sullivan? Maybe, I'm not okay. entirely sure. Um, anyway, he published a study that looked at the relationship between transverse abdominus, so that muscle that wraps around the spine, mm. um, with it turning on, the relationship between that yeah. and back pain. Right? Yes. And it was just, the purpose of it was just to look to see if there might have been a relationship, and he even said in the conclusion of the paper, and I've read it, yeah. he said, look, uh, I don't think there's a really strong uh, relationship here, yeah, might need a little bit more research or something like yeah. that. But the research world jumped on that because his findings did have some sort of relationship between uh, some back pain and a delayed contraction of the of that muscle. Of that muscle. Yeah. And so people jumped on that and said, oh, well, clearly that's a link. We've got to train that muscle, you know, and that's traditionally where we've sort of arrived at. It's just yeah. escalated beyond that study. Yeah. And there hasn't been very much research to support it at all. It's just that one study that people are citing and thinking that's the holy grail. Yeah. But it's just it's certainly not. could be a chicken or the egg situation as well, right? But that's true. Which came first? Which and that, came that first. comes back to another podcast we talked about, the glutes. Just and you'll see a lot of these topics have heaps of similarity and, yeah. and I think listeners need to realise that so much we we don't know and it's about coming back to that person in front of us and, yeah. and what they're experiencing and yeah, definitely helping them through yeah. through that. Yeah. Because every experience is different. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about my core switching on then. Okay. So now we know the research is a bit haywire mm. on it mm. um, or not a lot on it. Mm. Um, I think I think it is O'Sullivan and I think he's even come out recently and said he wished he never published Yeah, he did. He yeah, has. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there you go. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so I'm telling you my core is not switching on. I've defined it for you as, you know, my abs, my trunk. Yeah. Um, and I think that because I've gotten weaker and my back pain's getting worse as I get older and, you know, mm. I want to strengthen my core. Mm. Is my core switching on or not? Is the first question. Well, the first question, yeah, it, it's very simply answered, and is it, it 100% it is turning on. Yeah. 
If right. you're sitting up right without sitting up right or standing, or standing, yeah, your core is working. <laughs> Moving in virtually anyway, your yeah. core is working. Um, unless you're completely paralyzed from the shoulders down. Yeah, <laughs> your core's working. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I, I guess then the patient would say, or the client might say, "Oh well, yeah, but it's just not strong enough." Yeah, right. So, what would your answer be to that? Um, well, particularly in response in relationship to their pain, right? Yes. Yeah. It sounds like, from your example, that they, um, as many of us do, associate a weak core with pain. Yes. Right. Correct. So. Yeah, yeah. I I'll often just hear their story and hear that, rather than trying to t-bone that belief, For sure. um, because it's I know I have an idea of where it's come from. They've yeah. they've experienced this for however long year, five years, whatever it is. Um, and often, like we said, they don't even really understand what they mean by that. Oh, for sure. Um, so I don't go to tell them, well, you, you walked in here, so yeah, yeah, you, uh, yeah, your yeah. core's working. <laughs> that goes down really badly. <laughs> um, what I, I ask them more is around what activities then are they struggling with or they feel weak with or they get pain with. Yeah. And we will assess those activities. This is how we operate. Yeah. We'll get them literally to do those activities to see when the pain's coming on, how it is, when it turns off. And then to see if we can do some movements or drills that improve that pain. Yeah. So dampen it down, take it away, any combination thereof. And that's, start, that's our starting point on training their core. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not doing crunches necessarily or sit-ups or planks or transverse donors it's specific to that person and the fitness definition wouldn't be core exercises but we're getting rid of the pain which is actually what the person wants yeah 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 exactly right um there are often times as well where the client might come to us and say oh i don't have back pain now mm. but i know my core's weak yeah and i think i should train it yeah that's a actually a really good good example mm. um in that case if they're coming in a bit more proactively rather than reactively which is exactly like it's almost know, the next step it's right, the next in, step in terms of what you described there yeah exactly in fact our treatment pathway yeah. includes that step yeah. where we get them out of that initial flared up pain yeah. where they often come and see us to this next step where they're they're more in control of their pain but they want to improve their ability to do things yeah and reduce the risk of falling back, right? Yeah, that's right. Build some resilience and reduce that risk. Yeah. Um, Which is entirely possible, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's people true. actually don't think it's possible. Yeah. And it's possible at, at any age. Mm, and, definitely. And it's about... And any injury. And... Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, but for that person, let's say, um, who's come in, not really in pain... Um, but wants to improve their core, get stronger. Mm. We'll we will take them into the gym and get them to pick something heavy up. Yeah, yep. heavy being relative for the person. That might be fifteen kilos. It might be fifty kilos. Yep. Um, might but be we, two. It might be two. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It yeah. might be being able to sit up. Yeah. Um, it, but that that comes from us talking to the person, getting that deeper understanding, and, and going from there. Anyway, we get a baseline, and often with things that they find a bit provocative, like picking something up off the floor, and, and then we calculate our dosage to exercise, 
how are we going to get you stronger? What do you want to get stronger at? And we, we program for it. Yeah. And that's the, the simple answer without telling you, well, in this case, I give this exercise for this reason, rah, 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 yeah, which yeah. doesn't work on a podcast. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but it's the general concept that's important. Correct. Right. Yeah. And we tell our patients about this as well. We've, we use a, um, like a graph almost mm. with mm. the, we call it the pain to performance continuum. And it outlines a journey uh, for most patients that will follow where they go from being in pain, right? Mm-hmm. We get them out of that pain state like we described right at the start there. Yep. And then we're into facilitating and, and, and getting back to the tasks that they want to do, yep. right? Without pain um, and maybe even some tasks that they thought were never possible. Yeah. And all this relates back to the core because... Your core has to switch on, or you stand up, <laughs> or pick something up, or move your arm, or yeah. whatever um, other activity you're, you're wanting to do. For sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if uh, this has come around almost full circle and go back to the knee. Yes. If I've got knee pain, does that mean the core of my knee is weak? No. Okay. <laughs> but we'd still go into the gym and we'd try maybe like a step up might Correct. be sore for me. Yep. Um, so that's highlighting problem there, right? Yep. Um, and so we'd try and problem solve that, find something that improves or manages my symptoms. Yep. And then build upon that. Correct. Right? Yeah. So then no longer the step up. Is, Correct. The step up is no longer sore. Yep. And then I can start getting back to running. Yep. Something I haven't done for... 25 years perhaps yeah that's right? lazy oh, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ran for the bus once oh uh, yeah <laughs> 25 years ago yeah. <laughs> you're so efficient you never late anymore yeah. so you don't have to run. <laughs> it's all about working smarter not harder that's right um, but yeah and that's the thing right like pain is a phenomenon an experience yeah. it's not being weak they're Definitely. two different things. You can yeah, have a weak yeah, person yeah. in the world, but have no pain. For sure, for sure. Um, in fact, the quadriplegic who can't feel their torso from, mm. from the shoulders down, mm. not going to have pain. Mm. They also don't have any strength. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. So that just tells you straight away, and to, dumb, to not dumb that down, but give it a bit more practicality, is that tells you straight away, well, the two things, the thing that allows you to feel pain is not the thing that allows you yep. to be strong either, That's necessarily. Right. That's right. Yep. They're, they're different. Yeah. One one last little tidbit, Go I think, on. for the end. Um, let's actually talk about some traditional exercises that the listeners might think are core exercises mm-hmm. that we use. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some other ones that they may not have heard mm-hmm. about that are also really useful that we do use. Too. Do you want to keep the basic and just stay with the trunk? Yeah, let's let's keep that. And the we'll, midsection? Yeah, the midsection. The beer belly. The beer, the beer belly for me, the, uh, the wrapped up six pack for you. <laughs> <laughs> the six pack of beer. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on the dad board. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay, well, I guess traditionally things would be like a plank, mm-hmm. side plank, crunches, um, crunches right? V um, hole sits. Yeah, V sits. Oh, dead bugs. Anything that makes your abs hurt, right? Yeah. Any exercise you've ever done that makes your abs burn <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. will probably get defined as a core exercise. Right, right, yeah. right. 
Okay. Um, yep. And I think to, uh, traditionally as well, core exercises, once you eliminate things like crunches and V-sits and things like mm. that, tend to work in a very static fashion, right? Correct. I agree. And what I mean by that is you're trying to hold yourself still uh, while doing something, right? You're trying to hold your core strong and tight yep. while trying to move to other objects. Exactly. So it limits the movement available in the trunk. Yep. 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 When's that useful? Oh, it's fantastic for all sorts of things. Lifting up heavy objects is one. Perfect. Exactly. For sure. What about... When's it not useful? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Okay, so yeah. And, and I mean, but it's important that they, the listeners understand that, right? It's, yeah. it's a bracing, which is what we're talking about, or static holding is important to squat heavy, to yeah. pick something heavy up, to yeah. push force into something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when it's not useful, there's a heap of other times in your life where you're not doing that stuff that's not useful. Almost every other time. Here's <laughs> something that needs fluidity. Walking. Walking. Uh-huh. Sitting like we are now. Yeah. People get this idea they have to be at this perfect yeah. posture, real tight. In fact, there's actually, again, the, the evidence on this is limited too, but we could cite evidence that that can make back pain worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not that that's conclusive and you shouldn't run away with that comment either. Yeah. But um, over-contracting it can cause pain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also not useful. In, so when you try, like I said, when you're trying to relax, um, when you're trying to move with speed, mm. like throw a ball, mm-hmm. um, yeah, essentially any other time yeah. that you're not trying to move an external oh. object. I mean, you think about position. athletes, right, in virtually any sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just going to take weightlifting off the table for the minute. Okay, um, you know. Rugby players, um, golfers. Mm. I'm sitting right next to one, by the way. Yeah, a professional golfer too. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I've had three three podium finishes and three <laughs> yeah. stars. People. Pull He's the got an income. Yeah, I won week. fifty bucks last week playing golf. There you go. On top of what it cost me. <laughs> um, but yeah, golfers, rugby players, ballet dancers. Uh, you know, any javelin throwers. Mm. All of these people you would expect. Um, they would have a, a strong core, right? And We're they take about, their shirt off and they right, have six and pack. they look like they, yeah. they oh they look like they've got a strong They're core. They're hot too. like me. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the point of what I'm trying to say is that those people move with fluidity, yeah, right? They do. A golf swing's not static; just your arms. Your trunk yeah. has to move. You have to, to rotate. twist. Yeah. To throw a javelin, you've definitely got a twist. Yeah. Um, running with a rugby ball, wow, well, yeah. you can't remain rigid yeah. when you do that, although a lot of rugby players are rigid. They are. And ballet dancers, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Try and be graceful and not move your spine. Exactly. There's a challenge for you. Not going to happen. Yeah. So that's an excellent example. Yeah. So what exercises do we do or yep. what exercises could you suggest that would develop strength through fluidity? Yeah. Um, so we, we use a lot of exercises, um, to develop this in people and often the people that come to us with back pain and poor core, we use these more than the, um, the mm. racing ones because yeah, yeah, they're yeah. already good at racing. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly um, if they've had it for a while. Yeah. Like <laughs> 20 year history of back pain, they're pretty much always racing, but that's a different topic. So a lot of these exercises I've taken from things like Tai Chi and, and some yoga, um, we use uh, a wall, what we call a wall peel. It's hard to talk about on a podcast because yeah. it's not a visual medium, but it involves being able to 
lean against a wall and pick up each level of the spine off it and roll it back down. So moving segmentally. Segmentally, right? yeah, yeah. Segment by segment, like a link of chain, string of pearls. We use a cat cow from yoga and we change it a little bit to really emphasize trying to feel every segment move. Mm -hmm. um, and that also is bringing awareness to where you are in space and the joint. Um, and a whole bunch of others. And these aren't usually, again, these are done a little bit like planks for time. Often we'll just go, there's a minute, start to yeah. to feel that fluidity. And yeah. then in the next breath, now make it tense. Now make it fluid, now make it tense. And this is a good yeah. way to actually train it sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Hip circles is another Hip example. circles, T-spine circles, yeah. uh, even some hanging stuff to a degree, yeah, some swinging. Yeah. Um, Lots of those things, and again, these listening to the listeners on the podcast. Um, I know this is a, an audio medium, um, and you may not have heard of any of these things before. Um, but yeah, do a quick, quick YouTube search on some hanging or um, that kind of stuff, and you start to maybe get an idea. Well, literally, just watch a good dancer, uh, yeah, and you'll start to get an idea. How you train, that's the the next bit. Yeah, and that's often the bit that people struggle with. Hey? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, any final parting words before we really wrap this, this one up, put it to bed? No, I feel like we're, we've, we've really come up in the podcast though. Yeah, <laughs> really, I mean... There's some funny, funny jokes. Oh, absolutely. Got to keep those jokes coming. Great analogies too. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, miles above. Yeah, I think it's our best one, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But um, hopefully you listeners have got some value out of that. Some maybe things that challenge your beliefs about your core, a different way to think about it, and then start problem solving it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sounds good. We'll see you on the next one, guys. Uh, reach out to us if you've got any suggestions for podcasts. Always happy to hear them. Um, yeah, and we'll catch you in the next one. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Transcend Health Podcast. Please share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss out on future episodes.